Hi, welcome to Agora Community Radio, the podcast for artists in the animation industry who want to listen and learn on the go. This episode is from our Q&A sessions, where David and Brent answer questions from the audience and also any questions from our social media followers. You can always head on over to our website, agora.community, to watch the full video, or if you just want to listen to what we think are the most interesting bits and pieces of these conversations, you can listen to the Agora Bytes clips on this channel. And now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. All right, cool. All right, so... um. Oh, we got nine people in here now. Okay, cool. You want me to open with a crazy story? Actually, you know what I'm going to do? Welcome, by the way, everybody. Um, sorry for if you if you were wondering where the hell we were. It's because uh, there was a bit of a glitch on uh, the restream side, and Twitch wasn't authenticated to stream there. Uh, so I had to shut the stream down and start a new one. And so here we are. So welcome back for those who did make it back. Um, uh, quick note, we uh, over at Agora Community, Dave and I actually just had a meeting today about this. We are going to be changing up this segment a little bit because now that we've kind of hit... Uh, our stride and we're able to get to the bottom of that crazy long list of Q&A questions. What we want to do with this segment is uh, continue to have a weekly segment to do something with, but it's not always going to be Q&A. So we are brainstorming currently a list of kind of cool content that we can do. There's actually a lot of really fun things on that list already. There's mm -hmm. even, um, uh, we also talked even about uh, going to you, the community, if you have some ideas for fun content. Um, we're going to, I'll put a form out there. I'll work with Scott to get people to um, to sed submit their ideas because uh, we're all ears. If you're looking for a specific type of, con type of content, there's two kind of main tracks we want to continue to always offer. And there's some things might be completely random and different, like big events, obviously like the 24 hour challenge. But the two main things is we want to continue bringing you like A-list talent that David and I sit down with and talk with um, from all different reaches of the, of the industry. Um, that's our conversation with series. We're going to mix it up a little bit with the format, try some new things, but basically we're going to continue to have those types of content, uh, content because we really like doing them mm -hmm. and we've gotten a lot of really good feedback from them. This type of content is more interactive. It involves, it's a bit more connecting with the community. Um, and so we want to continue to do Q and A's, Q and A's, but maybe not every single week. Instead, we can do some other fun things. Um, and, uh, so if you have ideas for either one of those two things and, um, by keep an eye open for a poll that will uh, hit the uh, street soon. Yeah. That'll be cool to have a little bit of variety, uh, yeah. uh, as well. And, you know, I think the Q and A is going to remain there, but maybe every three weeks or something exactly. like that. So we have a week that we, uh, can start like, Hey, let's debate about this idea. I'm going to be for it. You're going to be, uh, against it. And all right, let's, uh, let's get this started or sometime yep. just, you know, reviewing, uh, or demoing or, you know, anything and bringing guests as well to Absolutely. make sure that it's not just our two faces, but we have other people yeah. joining the, uh, the, the party. Exactly. Sure. We threatened that a long time ago. And I think we've only done that once so far. Well, that's not true because Jacob's come, come on, uh, just, just recently as well, but we, you know, we mean to do it. It's just that obviously being very busy, it's sometimes a little bit tricky to make sure that we can plan to have another guest on, but it is still something we want to do more of. Mm -hmm. Um, so by all means, um, you know, definitely send in your ideas. Hello, Qta, Qta arg, Qta underscore arg. Welcome to your first live stream with us. Um, you caught us in an interesting uh, live stream night because everything went wrong. So, uh, you know, congratulations. <laughs> I blame you. This is this is the worst you're going to get from yeah. us. It's yeah, only it's going uphill from here. 
it just gets better from here on it. I promise. <laughs> um, okay, so let's start, let's start with a funny story. Let's mix things up a little bit. So I'll consider this a public service announcement for those who are um, interested in um, trying to <laughs> bring in the fire. Good, good, good. Burn it all down. Um, we So uh, for those who are maybe into the idea of shopping last minute for cool Halloween ideas, um, the pressure, the pressure increases when you have a little kid who wants to be impressed and wants to scare all the children in their neighborhood. Um, I ordered something foolishly off of one of those TikTok ads. And cause I was curious, I wanted to know, like, I mean, like, is this looks pretty cool. Let's try it. Um, and, um, so I'm going to say, I'm going to share a video. This is, this is what was advertised. Okay. I want to show you what was advertised and then I will show you, I'll demonstrate what, what I got in the mail today. Okay. And I think that it's very important that I, that I, that I explain what has happened to me so that I can, you can avoid the heartbreak. Okay. So hold on a second. Let me just see if I can share this up one sec. This is pretty funny. You're going to laugh at the disparity between the product description and the actual product. Um, no, I don't want that. I want to share my screen and we're going to do Chrome tab and there it is. Okay. So let me just uh, go uh, full screen on this biz biznatch. Okay, here we go. Um, so, <laughs> so it is a little product called Jabbering Jack. Okay. It's very, very simple technology if you think about it, but it's using some modern stuff, something called short throw projection technology. Basically it is a projector, a little mini one that can throw a very small distance. Usually projectors need a certain distance before it becomes in focus. This one has some sort of like macro like focusing, making it very easy to throw something really close. It's a really cool idea. And what caught my eye was the quality of the animations. So basically it's like a hollow Hollow. Well, I'll just show you. Why do I tell you when I can show you? Watch this. Jabbering Jack. Happy Halloween. Meet Jabbering Jack. He's not your typical Jack Lantern. He talks, <laughs> sings, and tells jokes. Jack has a projector located on the inside, which means he is totally portable. All you need to do is simply plug him in. I'm having a staring contest with a pumpkin down the street. Man, oh, this God. guy hasn't blinked once, and I think I'm losing. With three animated faces and over <laughs> 70 minutes of programming, Jabbering Jack to will quickly it. become your favorite pumpkin to decorate with. <laughs> Jack can plug into any wall, okay. has volume and... I think you all basically get the idea here, right? Okay, so... <laughs> It looks pretty cool. It's dope. Like I'm looking, thinking, what the hell? Maybe the animations are actually pretty cool. The so, Brad, are good. It, it, is it the production value of this infomercial that cut you? They say, no, oh, definitely. for sure, it's going to be a quality product. Definitely not. But here's the thing. Apparently, this is a real product. This is this is the key thing that you need to understand. It's just that there are people like you know because people suck basically masquerading as someone who can sell you this product online, and they you, they you know trust me the it was called Jabbering Jack. All the pictures were right off the marketing material of the actual product, and this is something that's very available. It's sold out on Amazon because it is October. Um, so obviously anybody with like half a brain that would like a cool thing like this would have bought this months ago. However, I didn't go on Amazon. I bought it off a stupid TikTok ad. Um, and, uh, you know, it's pretty just ripe apparently with a bunch of like uh, Chinese merchants that are just sometimes legit, sometimes not so much. So, uh, allow me to, um, reveal to you the, um, the spectacle that is what was sent in the mail today. So I see uh, there's a, a mail, uh, the key in my mailbox today. And I'm like, Oh my God, that means something came. So I went, I opened it up and I'm so excited, but I'm like, mm, that's weird. The box is kind of small. So. <laughs> I'm like, it can't be that. Obviously, it must be something else. So I get something that's this size, first of all, okay? So obviously a little smaller than I would have expected. And there's a bulge 
You know, there's a bulb. So obviously whatever's in there isn't fitting very well. And this, my friends, is, is what I got in the box. <laughs> this. <laughs> this. Now, yes, there is an LED in there. Absolutely. Absolutely. But um, there are some other details that seem to be missing, um, i.e. the the speaker where the sound would come out and oh i don't know the actual cool projector technology that was supposed to be in here yeah fifty dollars right there um is well spent money for something you get at the dollar store now what yeah the plot thickens though well fifty dollars is actually pretty cheap for what i like i was like that's pretty cool on on amazon it was like 120 bucks sold out so i thought oh man the, the warning sign should have been of course why is it only fifty dollars well this is why now What's interesting about this, I think possibly the most interesting part of the story is I'd always use PayPal. Okay. And this is like, this is not a sponsored video, but I use PayPal because PayPal, I feel like provides me an extra buffer and mediation when you get something like this happens. I went on there right before the show and I, I uh, submitted a, um, like a, uh, a report and the report is supposed to go to the seller and um, I submitted it and then immediately the case was closed and they sent me my money back. No one even read it. So clearly this merchant was, was flagged as, as, uh, but what, what bothers me is what if it was flagged and why wouldn't they have just reached out to me already and told me, Oh, by the way, prepare yourself for the disappointment in the mail. <laughs> I had to wait and get it and have my heart crushed and my daughter to cry tears of sadness at the, you know, the totally underappreciated anyways, long story short, be careful out there. So what happens when you open the led lights? Oh, you want to see? <laughs> I want to have the full experience. Of there you go. What there you go. Thing. There you go. Oh, right. Okay. Right. It's All almost right. the same. Hey, oh, David. Yeah. Hey, you want some candy? You want some candy, David? You want some candy? <laughs> there you go. That's what it does. It just requires me to be behind a microphone, but that's so cool. That's cool. I can hide in the corner with my microphone with the little kids. Okay. It's no problem. I'll scare them. I, I just can do it with my voice. I don't need some cool fucking some pumpkin to do that. I can, I can do that. That's pretty disappointing. Yeah, it's pretty disappointing. So anyways, um, now you know, everybody. Watch out, okay? Jabbering Jack. <sighs> Good times. So do you have a plan B? <laughs> <laughs> I told you my plan B. I'm going to hide in the shadows, and I'm going to make scary voices. I don't know. I can see if I can maybe still find one, because I'm so... I just love I love that just, little guy. So Just I don't get hold. a pumpkin, you know, a normal one. Hmm. Carve it like we normally do, and just put a big speaker in it. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. And just keep a microphone, yeah. go go hide yeah. a little mic, and yeah, then no just problem. scream out of that's, it. That's not a bad idea. Get scared. Yeah, that's just loud noises. They can scary. Yeah, that can be super scary. Yeah. Um, funny story. I uh, I tried. Um, um, I built. I had like a design of a really cool, like um, uh, pandemic friendly, COVID friendly um, candy dispenser that I that I designed and built um, <laughs> after I took a a Mark Robert class online. I just don't have enough time to completely finish it. So I don't think that's going to happen. Is there any chances that you might injured kids with the, uh, the candy that would go <laughs> well, thrown like it, 60 miles an hour? In it was, it, uh, interestingly, it, it is pneumatically powered. So there is a small chance that uh, speeding projectiles could injure a child. But I mean, you know, whatever. I just have to have a little table out front with a little waiver form that the parents have to sign. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> So, uh, uh, now I want to see Halloween at the Georges. <laughs> it looks like it's dangerous ambulance in the front. Dang, yeah, <laughs> it's scary for all the wrong reasons at the George House on Halloween. You got to be careful. Um, so yeah, so with that all being said, with that per public service announcement out of the way, um, does anybody have any questions for David and I? 
Anybody? I have to check. I've got to bring up my um yeah my thing. We're, we we promised Scott that we're at least going to start yeah. with the one that he, he Yeah, yeah, I'm all over that on social. So I'm all over let, that. Let's start it. with this one. Yeah. Okay. Give time for chat to warm up a little bit. Okay. This the what the ooh, the one of the, the uh, how many many fragilises tip? Uh, I use many, oh wait, hold on. Snap, uh, crackle, yeah. and rock. If Quantum it's a long one, definitely it's not going to enter in the... Uh... Wow. But anyway. Well, he's got a bunch up here. He's, he's, he's added a bunch of whole, whole new ones, which is great, but I just don't know which one was advertised. It's, it's, Scott, it's, Scott the, it's, it's the blue one. Oh, it is the blue one. Oh, okay. It's the one that says social promotion. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it does say that there. I didn't notice. Okay, cool. All right, all right. Um, This will be way too long to show up, so I am... Yeah, that's a it's big one. Definitely long. So I will read it. Luckily, I can read it off this thing here. So it's not going to be all the way on the screen. But all right, here it is. I used Manny Fragilis's tip on reaching out to a company and saying, hey, I want to get into games and intend on learning it over the, over the coming year. Would be great to keep in touch and show you my progress. The Anno director invited me for a coffee and a chat. And now I'm speaking with recruiter about a possible job. This kind of works. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, there's not really a question more of a testimonial but good but yes this this stuff actually does it work kind of does uh, it's not going to work every time no no and no. if you're <clears throat> discouraged because it didn't work like the first three times that you that, that you tried yeah. uh it's not going to to go very far uh, <clears throat> but yes to be fair, most of the time it's not going to work, but it doesn't matter. It just needs to work once. And that's it. Then you're that's it. You're, you're in. in like Flynn. Yeah, exactly. I think that the key thing here to keep in mind is that um, most people wouldn't think to do this. You know what I mean? Like maybe this catches on like wildfire and then everyone's going to be doing it. And they have to find some other cool thing to stand out. Okay, well, that's going to take a while. I think that, um, you know, there's been, I've been giving hot tips out for a long time on how to get noticed, especially at a video game company. And so few, so few people do it. That big tip being like, learn a little bit of the engine and put that walk work on your demo reel. But people tend to just not, they just tend to like do the bare minimal. So all you have to be is that person who just thinks a little bit above the crowd and uh, does something a bit more personal or a bit more intelligent or a bit more thoughtful or whatever, just anything that stink makes you stand out. And then boom, you yeah. get an in. If you show that you are motivated and you're not annoying about it, that's, that, that's the recipe. And I think that, you know, most is there. Uh, I want to get into games intend to learn it over the coming years. So you see that you're, um, you know, um, you're pretty upfront by the fact that you're starting in the industry, but you're willing, not only willing to to learn, but yeah. learn over a couple of years. Yeah. So I might say, okay, might not just be here for a, a, a couple of weeks. Uh, that's great. Uh, you kind of let give the impression that you're ready to be a sponge and and just uh, learn. You are proactive, just by the fact that you um, that you uh that you approach the, the 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 recruiter or the um uh or the animation director to to do that but yeah i would say all, all of those things in this little message there's a lot of things that's been done right over here so good for you it's not going to work every time but it only needs to work one time that's it 
Um, there was a piece of human garbage in um, uh, chat. I've uh, removed them from chat. So just in case you did see that, I apologize in, in advance for anybody who was offended by that. But uh, I don't I don't even know how you can even stop that kind of crap from happening. But uh, there's a special place in hell for them. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I'm just super happy that someone actually went and just tried some of this stuff. Because frankly, um, like it's so crazy to it's so quickly here that someone went out there and did it and then got such a huge positive um uh positive feedback from that like i mean it's one thing to get just a hate an email back from a recruiter it isn't seriously nope. really there again hey uh <laughs> you're so hilarious like i don't even know how to fix this how do we just turn that off i guess we can't because they're garbage Yeah, hilarious. It's really hilarious. It's funny. It's the first time this has ever happened. Is there any way to just block the? Uh, yeah, well, that's what I'm doing. The problem is they're just starting new accounts. I guess that's what they're doing. They're just making literally a new account and then just coming back in the stream. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. That there's people out there like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just gonna have to try to ride that and see if I can shut it down every time. Every single time it happens. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to have to keep an eye on chat. So I apologize for the chaos in chat, but, uh, you know, people suck and uh, yeah. they have nothing else better to do. Yeah. And that's something that we uh, discussed at, uh, at some point that eventually <laughs> yeah. we will need a, a yeah. moderator in yeah. there. That's going yeah. to, uh, to I guess, I guess that's that. today. I guess it's the day that we finally, finally find out that there are yeah. people that are jerks. Um, <laughs> So uh, uh, let's jump on to the next question. I have one right coming in here from Zax Mannix. Mm -hmm. Do you think animation... Hey, let me bring it up. Yep. Do you think animation is meant for some talented people or can, um, or can anyone out there work hard enough to do it for a living? I've been a student for four years now, still haven't gotten good enough... Uh, got, got, have, still haven't gotten good enough to land a job yet. I still practice in my free time. Uh, uh, because I just love the art, but am not very hopeful. I am being, if I'm being honest, uh, mm -hmm. thoughts or opinions. So basically we have someone that's been studying for, for, for years and maybe isn't, um, as satisfied as he could be with the, the progress that, the, the, that he's seeing. Um, I mean, for me, right off the bat, no, uh, becoming a professional animator is, is not only if you are talented. Uh, I myself never considered myself being talented at animation. I just worked hard for many years until I became better. And, and that's it. Uh, I didn't have any drawing skills, didn't have any uh, specific acting skills. Um, what I was good at in school was everything around look dev. So, you know, uh, lighting, compositing, um, uh, rendering, um, color grading and all that. But I just happened to land a job in animation and there I was started. And then after that, the only thing I had on my resume was a professional animator for a couple of months. So the next studio hired me as an animator and the next studio as an animator. And then eventually it was, it was too late to be anything else than uh, an animator. Um, so no, uh, to me, especially as the industry is growing these, uh, these days, uh, no, if you work hard uh, at it and, but you still work in the, the right direction, uh, meaning that, you know, 
uh, you get proper feedback uh, on your work. If it's not at, at school, you can find some private mentoring for, for that. Um, but, you know, you keep on grinding forward and eventually it's, it's going to, to, to work. The, the, the industry is exploding so much. There are so many, there are so much needs for professional animators that it's going to work at, at some point. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, it's it's hard because when you start off, if the, at the beginning when you're just starting off, it's hard to know whether you are cut out for it because it might just be that you might be uh, taking a little longer than other people and you're just wondering, like, is this a waste of my time? Uh, it's not easy because I will be honest to say that it's not really for everybody to be an animator. It's just it's just not. Now, I think that just about anybody, if they worked hard enough, they could get to the point where they could, you know, have a job doing it, but they just might not rise up through the ranks and do the thing that they want. Like they have dreams to be some sort of supervising animator at a feature film company. You will be limited by your own abilities. You know, like it's like it's it's i just don't i just don't believe it just like not everyone can sing really really well um because they just don't have the right voice for it um you know they could be trained professionally to sing as well as they can but it just might not make the cut for the dream position of singing that they might be looking for so mm. i mean at some point you got to be realistic i think with yourself and um but like the problem is is the, the tricky part of the, the trickiest part of this problem is is that you it may take years before you even know whether you even have a shot at it some people are just really late bloomers and then they come in like way late in the game and they just surprise the hell out of everybody and they just just take off so you have to uh you have to give yourself an honest chance and you, you got to just put your, put yourself out there and, and try. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. There's definitely some tasks that are more technical than, uh, the, than others. So, yeah. and I would say those tend to be more accessible than being a, you know, all-star keyframe uh, character uh, animator at a, a, a big studio. Uh, so maybe you're going to start by something that is a little bit more uh, technical, you know, like, uh, facial mocap retargeting or uh, mocap body data uh, cleaning or maybe layout or maybe you know just helping with exporting uh, animation and this is usually uh, enough to get you a foot uh, you know, in the mm -hmm. door and then evolve from from there mm -hmm. uh, maybe not everyone or have the potential of becoming amazing animator but I think that most have the potential to become just good enough to be a good average animator in the uh, industry that might not make big waves uh but i totally uh, uh you know um uh, you know ha have a a a salary of and you know not having to find other work than just being in the animation industry and evolve from there yeah i mean it says that you've been four years now as a student uh, my biggest question to you would be like where have you been like student self-taught do you have proper mentorship like this is another equation part of the equation that needs to be understood because there's lots of people that are just trying to do it like look i was just having a class um just last night and one of the things i said i leveled with them and i said my students and i said you know it never ceases to amaze me how often the the the, the obvious thing like holding people back is just themselves it's not even their skill level it's just that they're not connecting properly with the material like they're for instance just not using video reference the idea of being a student and not using video reference when you're starting off as an animator is just crazy to me because how are you supposed to know how things move unless you can study them and to think to have like to have the you know the the delusion that you have an perfect idea as to how things move so early you know in your career 
is crazy, especially when there are, are like professionals have been doing it for 10 plus years that are still heavily reliant on video reference. And they're not reliant reliant. It's just that like, as Jacob would always say, the reference serves a bigger purpose at some point. It's not about how something moves necessarily. It's about seeing moments of, of inspiration that you would have not thought of normally. Um, so basically, it's always going to have a place in your workflow. And early on, it's really about building a library of timing and mechanics and patterns and things that you don't necessarily have straight in your head yet. You know, like if I were to ask you what the order of colors are in the rainbow, you'd probably be able to tell me, maybe, most of you. But... Um, you know, that's because you've seen a rainbow so many times, you know, that it's finally sunk in and it's pretty simple. But if I were to ask you how many frames it takes to like essentially get from a kind of a, a, an anticipation pose to a takeoff pose and a typical jump, would you be able to tell me? People that are starting out, probably not, but you would learn that by looking at video reference and being very, very studious about it. So who knows what your learning has been like? Maybe four years is frustrating because you're not really moving the needle, but maybe it's because you're not doing it right. Maybe you're just literally not getting the right guidance or you're not using the right materials. I have no idea. But reach out to me and I'd love to talk about it and uh, find out what's going on as far as you as a student. Mm-hmm. What else? we got a whole pile of questions piling up in here. Uh, yeah, I think we'll, we'll avoid the when was yeah, uh, I don't know. one. Let's go with the CUDA, CUDA underscore ARG. Okay. Let's do it. So we got uh, when a recruiter reviews show reels, do they usually scrub the video back and forth, or is um, a case is it a case of uh, a case of pile of yes and a pile of no reels to select them all? Um, I can share how I'm <clears throat> reviewing sh- uh, show reel because yeah, you might as well. Agora Studio were receiving dozens and, and dozens of, of show reels, so there was a moment that we're like, oh, that's an interesting show reel would like to have you in our pool of talent. Um, and then after that, when we are recruiting on specific project, uh, then again, we review all, all the showreel pretty, pretty rapidly. But I would say for any hmm. any recruiter that is a situation that there is uh, literally, you know, dozens, if not hundreds of, of showreel to, to go through, it's we're usually going to pay attention to the five, the first five to 10 seconds of the showreel. And at that point, we have 50% of our, you know, mind that is set. Um, then we're going to scrub a little bit like, okay, what is in 30 seconds after it? Is, so not scrub through it, but just, you know, fast forward in, okay, well, the first shot was great. What, what is in the middle of the showreel? Okay, it's still pretty good. What is at the end? And mm-hmm. if those three different points were, you know, interesting enough, then might listen to maybe enough if it's a six minute show reel, but if it's two minutes, a minute and a half, two minutes, um, then I'm, I'm going to look at uh, all of it. But usually if I'm not, you know, I, I don't want to say impressed because I don't have to, to, to be impressed, but if the first two shots are like, Ooh, I'm really not sure. And I fast forward, 30 seconds and there's another one there that like oh i'm really not sure if i have 100 show reel to to i'm i'm going to put it in the no pile or not yet pile uh let's say eventually where this is uh leading so i would definitely say start with your strongest work um and you know keep it short yeah a one minute good show reel is 
plenty enough. Don't make totally. a three-minute average show reel <laughs> with one minute of good stuff because it, it might, yeah, it, it might, you know, just not go in the direction that you hope it will. Yeah, I think that like being able to edit yourself is is important. There's no point in filling up a bunch of space just to do it if you know just only your best work, only things that you feel proud of. Now, that could be contentious for some people because they, they may not be proud of anything, but I mm. think you get my point. The cream of the crop, the best stuff that you have, you sort of set a bar. And then if things fall beyond that bar, don't put it in just because you want to fill up the time. It doesn't make any sense because what that says to the people watching it is they think that that's good. And it kind of, people are going to question your judgment and judgment is a big part of the job. You know what I mean? Be able to self critique and knowing what's, what's good and what's, what's not so good and what, what makes a cut. Um, I, I do something similar that David does. I, I, there is, there's truth to the idea that if you don't catch my eye quickly, then you're going to end up in just the, I'm not going to bother pile because I'm not going to watch the whole reel. If it's like, it's just not good enough. There's just, I don't have enough time in the day. I wish I could. And I wish I could reply to every recruit or every, every person trying to, to, to get the job and let them know exactly why they didn't. So I have done that in the past, but in big, big hiring binges where there's a whole pile of people coming in, there's just not enough time um, to be able to do that. Um, so yeah. So if I'm in a pinch, I'm just going to go quickly. And if, as soon as it seems interesting, then I often kind of just put it in a pile to then like look at it a bit more carefully later. So I'm kind of just trying to separate the chafe from the wheat a little bit very quickly. And then I go back and look at that short list and then kind of dive a little deeper and take a look because there's only so many seats, right? We might be looking for one or two people and uh, we need to figure out which one of those, um, those, those seats are going to get filled by the possibly really big stack of maybes. But I, you know, it's, it's, a, it's nice to go from like a, a stack of 150 maybes down to a stack of 25. That's going to make the job a little easier and hopefully then down to like 10. And then it's not going to just be my call. It's going to be obviously I would then be getting the opinion of the other animators on the team, uh, possibly even some of the other directors on the team, um, and just get their input. So it's not just me, you know, I, I'll have my instincts, but uh, I love, I love making decisions um, by, by committee when it comes to hiring, especially because uh, chemistry is important. It's not just about your actual actual skill level. It's also a little bit about who you are and what you're bringing to the table and your personality. If you can shine that through on your demo reel, you're going to catch people's attention there too, which might also be yet another win for you along the sort of the same kind of thing that we opened with this idea of, you know, sending like the way you actually even present the demo reel to the recruiters could be a way to get in. Um, let's see here. I think we can go back to the, uh, the list here. There we go. That one for you right here is from Agora underscore underscore stalker. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, what are the fondest memories of your entire career? Hello, Tabitha. Welcome to the stream. Oh boy. Uh, there are many memories to scan very rapidly to see which one uh, would fit. How how about we go one after the other? <laughs> so I can start with... Uh, oh, yeah, sure. You mean like alternate? Long... Yeah. Okay, sure. Go ahead. Let's alternate. Yeah. You want to start? Uh, sure. Um, there was such a thing in 20 years ago that computer were expensive and software were expensive as well to the point that there's many studio, especially in Montreal, that they would not have enough computer for the amount of artists that they, that they had. So they created a two shift. So you had the day shift that was basically from eight to 4 PM 
and the night shift from 4 p.m. to midnight, and we would alternate. And you can imagine with a, a bunch of people that are starting in the industry that are super creative, super enthusiastic, uh, that are on the night shift uh, when it's just partying the, in, in the rest of the, of the city. So I would say there was a lot of evening that felt like, are we really working or are we just partying? Uh, because it feels that we're doing both uh, uh, at the same time. Um, so I would say that was definitely a... a, a a fun memory for for sure to remember a much simpler time uh i would say that we just would just show up eventually everyone else will be leaving and will be like 10 animators left on their own uh, that were basically just having fun and animating on the one of the first um, um animated uh movie uh, or at least uh, in montreal over here I've I've told this story in the past. Um, I, I I'm a, I'm a big fan of underdog stories, um, and um, and it's um, and I think that whenever I find myself on a team or a project that seems um, uh, kind of overwhelmed with the odds, I tend to shine um, in moments where a team kind of just bonds together. And makes it happen anyways. I've been on a few projects like that, like ones that are just for like you just feel like it's dead on arrival and it's gonna be so difficult for a variety of reasons. But people are you know, like, you know what? You know, I like working with you and you like working with me. Let's let's just figure it out and do the best we can with what we got. And um, for some weird reason, and it's funny because I've seen this sort of as a trend when we hear have some of the guests on the show and they talk about stories. You know, we just had um who's we just had on recently? It was um um uh, wasn't I don't think it was Pierre who was the one that told the story about no it was Olivier right Olivier? he was yeah like he was sort of like he like he's the one that loves fire so much um basically it seemed like a lot of the shows he was on were sort of underdog stories and because everyone just sort of like was just sort of almost counted counting them out it was somehow strangely off the radar and and allowed people to just sort of rally in a way that maybe not may, maybe not couldn't have happened otherwise like it yeah. creates this weird sort of rift in time and space and reality allowing the team to do something kind of special and and i like that i've i've I witnessed the same kind of thing and phenomena in my own career and i think that those those kind of moments are always the best because it just feels like wow we like we totally pulled that one out of the fire and we did something interesting so I don't have a specific, uh, there was like, I think Alone of the Dark was one of the ones that I worked on. It was like that, but there's been a couple others. Yeah. Uh, the more I think about it, my, you know, the fondest memory are not necessarily about a specific uh, production, but it's a lot of what was around uh, work. And I would say there was definitely a time when we, uh, there was a bunch of us that that moved to Marseille to, to, to work on an animated feature. Uh, in, in 2004 and, you know, a bunch of Quebecers in, in Europe. So we would gather together and especially the weekend, we would go in a uh, different uh, city. Um, then fast forward um, two years uh, after I went with uh, in Australia, again, with a couple of Quebecers at, at Animal Logic on the, uh, the, the first Happy Feet. And, you know, there's, there's something... Uh, the, the, it, it was weird. There was, I'm trying to remember, you know, in Australia, you have all of those 
animals and insects that can literally kill you. That, that's one of the first impression when you go in Australia, when you're from uh, Canada, it's like, oh, that kind of looks like Canada, but there's a parrot over here and there's a flying fox, like thousands of flying fox in, in, in the, uh, the, the hair. Um, so there's definitely a, a, a vibe uh, uh, about it when you um, arrive and being close to the coast and uh, having the opportunity with a, a few friends to just go to the beach on, on lunchtime and uh, and come back. There was definitely something with the uh, the, the the people uh, over there that we were working with and all all this stuff that we did around work. It was not specifically about work, but it was all creating those bounds with all those uh, mm. people, so foreign people and uh, Aussies um, as well. So that was definitely two great moments uh, as well. Not necessarily specifically about the work, but about everything that was that was going around the uh, the work. I think my other story would be just basically how I always wanted to be in the video game industry, but my first job interview was with one at Silicon Knights in um, in Ontario, and it did not the interview did not go very well. I didn't have any experience at all with even computer animation, let alone working on a video game, mm -hmm. and um, and so it felt good after many many years finally get a chance to do that. And I worked at a at a company that I really really like. It was still one of my best memories as far as working for a company is concerned. It was a little company called Pseudo Interactive in uh, Toronto, and uh, that was fun because it was a really great group of people. It was a pretty small group of people um they would be considered not necessarily indie mm -hmm. somewhere between indie and triple a as far as size and um it was a very capable team it was one of the only really kind of legit video game companies in the um in the toronto area at the time this is way before ub toronto opened up yeah and it was just awesome just because it felt good to finally do it because i always wanted to and it was sort of like man this is like everything i thought it would be like it's so fascinating to be able to like use animation um, as a sort of a means to communicate um, things in a video game. Like it was just like right up my alley. I played video games all my life. And, um, you know, I still kind of remember fondly my dad kind of admitting to me that, you know, you know, maybe I, maybe I owe you an apology for always busting your balls for playing video games all the time. Like, I don't know. It's kind of weird. I don't know what I'm supposed to say. Like, it's like I kind of finally got a job and I got paid to do it. Um, and yeah. I looked at him and I said, you know what? Actually, probably not. Because I think most people probably like... The, the 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 odds were stacked against me. I think most people who play games obsessively when they're young probably don't end up making them. Um, but um, but yeah, it turned out that uh, I somehow managed to beat the odds and do it. So that felt pretty good. If I go to the flip side, I, I was one of the worst memory that, that I have. There's a studio that uh, I will not name, but we were basically working on a show for the Discovery Channel, and the quality expectation by the director were so low that we finished like we were every shot that were planned to do like two weeks after like four days they, they were done and we would try no no leave, leave it to me i'm going to polish it even more than no no that, that's fine that's fine but i have nothing to do I, just do whatever so we were a bunch of us just watching everything that was online that was before youtube so you know where you were just trying to find video uh, online to entertain yourself and you know, I, I, in the beginning, I was coming from a, a much more intense production, so it, it felt pretty good. But eventually, you realize that boredom is a, <laughs> a pretty bad. So if you think that, you know, deadline and pressure and all that is wait until you get on a, on a project that you're just bored 80% of the time, but you have to be physically at work to kind of justify why <clears throat> they, they, they pay you. So that's... 
that was no fun. And when they finally announced that, guys, sorry, you've been too fast. We have to let you go like <laughs> one month before the end of the project. We're like, what? you got this, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> We're out of here. Thank oh, you. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's... Um... It's kind of it's 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 too bad though they didn't pay you all the way to the end because I mean if you got done that early then it would have been kind of nice to just sort of like maybe get paid for for nothing but uh, it sounded like everyone was excited to just go off and actually do something a bit more productive with their time right yeah just move on I mean that that's the thing it, <clears throat> I don't think that anyone thought about quitting it, it, for some reason it was not in in, in the option that that we had but the moment they yeah. offered to finish the contract <laughs> sooner everyone okay. was like. Yep. sign me up get me out of here please i got um someone came back here it was actually uh zach's manx uh who came back with some answers to some questions that i had about his question which was um about specifics on his schooling just i figured we could uh maybe have a quick conversation about this uh sorry for the late answer but it's actually been two years in university one year online school and one year private mentorship so yep i just suck i mean i don't know i think you're being a little harsh let's put it this way um Two years in university is pretty much a write-off, in my opinion, based on most of the people I've seen who go to university. Most, not all, but most people who try to study animation at a university level, it does not often go well. You usually have a bunch of instructors, professors who probably really have no industry experience. And if they do, um, I mean, it's questionable as far as I'm concerned. Um, I think Concordia would be a good exception to that rule, but they're kind of preparing the animators there for like kind of like um, – film board kind of animation like like artistic like pieces of work like short filmmaking as opposed to commercial work like video games or vfx there's a big difference between those two worlds um and um and then one year of online school i mean i don't know where you went um because lots of different online, online schools but one year is not a lot like i don't know if you took a full class load for a year or what and then a private mentorship well i guess that really comes down to who you're and i don't want you to name names because i just certainly don't want to put anybody on the spot but I mean, maybe switching up the mentor. Maybe the mentor is not working out for you. I don't know. Send me your work sometime. I'll give you an honest answer as to where I think you're at after four years. By mm -hmm. all means, reach out to me. I don't know what the best way to reach out to me is. Probably just but I, I, I agree that this four-year, one-year to university, one-year online school, and one-year private mentorship, It. I don't know exactly mm -hmm. how much it adds up, but I wouldn't say it's four, four years to uh, full on. Because, you know, if I'm trying to find... The, there are some good schools here in Montreal and they have a two-year program and yep. you're not great when you get out of nope. school, even after two nope. years of good. Nope. I got out of school after one year <clears throat> and I basically knew the software. This was my level of, of skills when I got out of school. I know how to use the software. That, that was it. Uh, we spoke with uh, Pierre in the stream uh, last week and I would say he's out of the goblin among the very good, you know, above average student after six years of really good education. So I think that, yes, you have to put this in perspective. And I would agree with Brent, if you want to send him your showreel, he could probably place you of, you know, yeah. in between, oh yeah, you really need to work on this and this to, oh no, you're actually very not that that far. So you just keep it up and it's going to, to happen. Um, but based on those number, it, it's it's not a disparate cause at all. Yeah. You could reach me on Discord. You can either join my Discord. You could find that information on my Twitch channel, which is um, over underscore animated. You can join my Discord and then find me there and just send me a private message. It's fine. Um, otherwise, you could um, um, 
you know, well, that's probably the best way of getting hold of me. But um, you might, you, if you have another way, then you just use it. But I would be happy to take a look at it and give you a proper, a proper, uh, I don't know, evaluation, I guess, as it were. Okay, who else is in here? We got another, we got one from Van, animator himself. Let's see what he's got for us today. I've had pretty much a day and a half to finish an eight second shot from a start to finish. How do you even start to make it look good at that point without losing my mind? Hmm. So eight seconds, uh, one and a half day. So assuming that they are normal eight days a week. So that would <clears throat> that would be an average of 25 seconds a, a week, right? Roughly. If we do the uh, the math, so mm. this is on par with uh, TV series quality yeah. animation. So yeah. this is what you need to compare yourself with. Okay, um, so that that's one thing. Uh, how many characters you have in there? You have <laughs> yeah. one, or you have five? Uh, how complicated is the, the 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 shot? How is it just action, or is there some performance in uh, in there? I would say with a quote of 25 <laughs> seconds a week, there, there's a physical creative limitation <laughs> that will hit at, uh, at some point. Um, so to me, I would say uh, I always kept the, and that's something that we've discussed with, uh, I don't remember if it was with Olivier or Pierre, uh, but I always had a ratio of how much preparation you would need to to do so for me it was almost like 20 percent preparation then 40 percent blocking which is already 60 percent of the time you have and yeah. then whatever is left like 40 percent for splining refine polish so if if you don't have enough time it's the polishing that's going to uh to not be at the same level but it's not the idea it's not the uh, uh entertainment uh, itself uh so that would mean you have a day and a half i would spend the first three hours at least just to figure out okay what am i going to do look some reference maybe sketch a little bit and just make sure that i will literally have enough time to do six key poses and you know do a good job at in betweening and and doing as much refine as i can so just make sure that those six poses are telling the story that you want to tell properly and each one of them are clear and even if you would could just show your step blocking assuming this is how you would uh, animate it uh, anyone would understand what is going on what the character is is feeling and and all that so yeah you just have to be pragmatic uh, about it and say okay i have this amount of time what matters i can only focus on that and then race until the the finish line after that to do as much it's not even polishing at that point it's just refined it's just making not making making it not look bad this is what i yep. call it yeah my i have a, a similar sort of perspective on this and i have a, also a similar formula it took me a while to figure this out but basically the way i work is i work in three phases i have the block and i have the rough and i have the polish and uh, the block is usually stepped poses where i'm just worried about the staging and the overall timing and pacing of the scene i'm just worried about communicating it's like storytelling imagine it's just sort of almost like making a children's book or a comic book of poses that are kind of obviously a bit more higher fidelity and, and more granularity to than what a storyboard would have but you get the basic idea the rough is where i'm working with splines i'm kind of making sure that i put some breakdowns in but i'm not worried about things like overlapping action as much i'm not worried about a lot of the you know definitely no secondary or, or any, 
you know, there's there's a lot of like polish and texture missing from the animation, but it'll be clean and things will feel heavy because I've added the hang time and I've made sure that the tangents on the bottom of landings are nice and sharp. But, you know, normally in a feature film, then I would then take a lot more time or VFX, I would take more time adding all the next stuff, which is the polish, whereas all those things I just mentioned, I don't put in until the very, very end. If I'm working on a television show, I will only give myself a couple hours to add that, well, depending on how long the shot is, but there's a very small amount of percentage of time that I'll be putting on the polish. I do the very bare minimal just to have a little bit of overlapping action, et cetera, et cetera, but I don't ever put a lot of secondary and stuff. And that makes sense. If you take a look at television shows, that's usually what they're lacking. They're lacking a lot of that. It was just that they never take it. They just don't take it far enough. They take it, they bring it to a point where it works and it communicates what it needs to communicate and holds up, but then they, they, they move on because there's just no time for it. So you just have to find, yeah, a way of like triaging all that. It's going to be hard to not put it in. You're going to feel like you're kind of phoning it in and you Mm -hmm. kind of are, but like welcome to television. Yeah. Uh, I would say most importantly, just manage expectation. Uh, I don't know what's the situation. Maybe you have a supervisor that understands the situation is more the mindset of, dude, I'm sorry, just do the best job that, that you can. Uh, but sometime when you're uh, freelancing, for instance, and you have many different clients and someone is asking for crazy quota, like let's say a minute of animation in a week or something like that, it doesn't mean that you cannot take it, uh, but just be very clear about, okay, but here's an example of the kind of quality that you're going to have for uh, this becomes sometime words. Oh, but it's okay. You can keep it rough. Okay. Well, I guess I can keep it rough. Do you are you sure that keeping it rough has the same meaning for you and, and your client? Uh, just be upfront and with what is realistic and what can be done, whether it's with your lead supervisor or, or client. Um, that that can you know prevent you from potentially going mad and literally animate 28 hours in two days because you know you didn't, um, you. Did, you you didn't want just to confront in a way this mission impossible that's been put <clears> on your desk. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, we only got we were actually out of time, um, but um, I'm kind of thinking that I was going to ask uh, this. Well, but one... we actually started ten minutes late. Oh yeah, okay, that's fine. So we can go an extra ten so, minutes. All right, we have Veronica and Tabitha. Let's go with those. All right. So favorite flavor of ice cream. Um, I, she was going to ask this uh, during Jacob's Q and a, but then someone asked, David came in and stole her thunder and uh, from the sidelines <laughs> and now uh, she wants to, she wants to, 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 to fight back. So, okay, David, what's your favorite ice cream flavor and why you need to, you, uh, need, to, you need to justify it. It can't just be mm, a thing. I would probably go with, uh, mango, although technically it's probably mm. not ice cream. It's, um, sorbet. Yes, it's it's sorbet. I don't know. There's something mm. with mango with the the fruit or anything that is flavored mm. that uh, I, I it it's just addictive to me. Mango is pretty good. Actually, the mango flavor of sorbet from Chocolat Favori is amazing. By the way, if you've mm. ever had it before, it's very very good. It's a, that's a, it's a chain of uh, ice cream slash chocolate um, here. It's actually I think originally from Quebec City, but it's pretty much everywhere in Quebec, and it's very good. Yeah. So, yeah. That's... Do you have one of those? Is there one downtown? Uh, the only one that I've saw is in Mont saint <laughs> Really? That's interesting. Lucky yeah. us. You guys are fancy. Yeah, we're so fancy. Um, what about you? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, honestly, I can't, I, well, so full disclosure, I can't have dairy. Um, uh, I, I cannot tolerate the dairy. So 
Um, my options are limited to the, uh, you know, the rare awesome flavors you can get that are, you know, alternative ice cream. So sorbet I can have, usually sorbet is dairy free. Um, but there are some ice cream, um, that, you know, I use coconut milk and stuff like that. So slowly but surely I'm getting more comfortable with some more of the exotic flavors that I used to have when I was a kid. Like I've always really liked heavenly hash and Rocky road. I don't know why I just love those two so much. Um, I haven't seen those come out in a version that I can have quite yet. But those are still ones that I, I sort of dream about. Um, and you know what? I'm a fan of just a, like a old fashioned, like, you know, French vanilla bean. Mm. Like, like, I don't know what it is I about agree. a classic vanilla. And, you know, I, it's funny that people call, you know, vanilla, like things that are vanilla are kind of boring and lame. And I'm like, you know what, man, you don't know what you're talking about. You've obviously never had a really good vanilla ice cream before <laughs> because they're dope, man. Good vanilla is awesome. But um, I'm, I agree. I'm, I'm if proud I, to if, admit it. If I have to choose between vanilla and chocolate, I'll, I'll go with yeah, vanilla. Yeah, right. Yeah. I just like vanilla so good. I mean, it's just good. I mean, I I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, you give me like a brownie, like double, triple chocolate, then I'm like, I, I, then I'm going to be like, okay, well, maybe I could consider like, because it's pretty good. <laughs> like it makes me think twice, but I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. It's, I think it's because it just never, it just never disappoints. It's not too fancy. It's like, it's just... You know, it gets the job done and it's, it never, it never, ever, ever disappoints. Yep. Amazing okay. Question, Veronica. Thank yeah. You. Thanks. Thank you for that. Really changes things up. This has been a very weird, a very weird stream today. A little bit of everything. A little bit of, <laughs> yeah, a little bit of everything. All right. Let's end this with uh, Tabitha. Okay. Tabitha, she asks, how do you allocate time out of your day slash week to do things you enjoy outside of work? You know, like gaming and hobbies, you know? <laughs> feeding the cat you know if you have any time for that at all i certainly still have time for it and i think that it's super important um i think if you don't don't keep time outside of whatever you're doing in your professional life or if you're studying uh there's a and you know that, that this is something that uh, we we discussed a little bit in the um uh before with you know, uh, mental health and, and all that, but you can get to a point that you don't like to do that thing anymore, whether it's mm -hmm. animating or play music or whatever it is. And sometimes it's, mm -hmm. you know, out of ex exhaustion, uh, out of a better, whatever it is, there are sort some chemical reaction in your <laughs> brain at some point. Uh, and sometimes you cannot uh, go back. And by the way, it's it's the same thing with food. Uh, I remember, you know, a time that I hated something and I came back and that's the only thing that was, and all of a sudden I had no choice and I ate it. And from that day on, my brain said, oh, this is good. Now I, I like it. Same thing uh, happened. It's something that I liked uh, a lot and I ate it once and it was bad and never liked it uh, uh, ever again. Uh, there are some people that are burning out of working too much and they never get back the level of energy that they had before. And there are some people that are literally just quitting the industry after some really bad experience because they just cannot go, go back there. Those are extreme examples, but I would just say that to keep a healthy uh, life balance in general, yes, you need to dedicate time to all those other thing on on the side that that's for sure so it's not a matter of 
do you have the time? It's do you take the time? Yeah. Uh, and often it's easy to say, oh, I'm going to work and do this and then and you don't realize that you're slowly digging yeah. your own grave yeah. towards yeah. towards burnout, burnout. So yes, super important. Yeah, it's like the the, the mind is uh, typically pretty good at, um, you know, if, 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 if some people are better than others at this, but, um, you know, it's like the mind can, can almost um, develop an allergy for things um, mm. that are unhealthy for you. Um, this is a defense mechanism, not unlike how the body would react um, when exposed to things that's allergic to uh, that you're allergic to. It's sort of your, your, your body is going to tell you that, no, that's just not good for you. And I think that even if you love it, if you, if you spend too much time doing it, your body will develop that allergy and you're in, in, and it's sad really because, um, th th these, some, sometimes people even develop like actual, like post-traumatic stress towards things that they love. And it's because that's, that, that's the way their brain is providing a, some, a barrier in, in order to, pr to protect yourself. And I think that it's like David's saying, you gotta, you gotta be willing to like, rather than trying to like, Oh no, no, know the signs and like find a way of like making sure that you don't like push past that point. The best way of doing it is just not wait until it gets that crazy and just do like always like have a regimen to make sure that you're doing other things simply yeah. just, you know, you can stay busy all you want, but just don't be busy doing the only same thing all the time because that's a surefire way of possibly yeah. learning to hate something. And for me on the uh, how part of how to uh, allocate time, for me, it's two things. It's uh, habits through routine. So I'm going to start the work at, uh, 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 at the same hour. I'm going to stop at the same hour. I'm going to do something else. I know that on Friday, for sure, at 5.30, I stop whatever I was doing. And I'm not going to do any work before at mm. least Sunday evening, if not Monday morning. So there's at least a 48 hours window there that there is mm. going to be no work. Yes, once in a while, um, if we're in the car and I'm not driving and I brought my laptop, I might spend, well, mm. okay, I'm just looking at outside. So I'm going to take, I'm going to cheat and do a little half hour of easy stuff uh, uh, for um, half Cheater. an hour. But yes. Uh, but other than that, it's, it, it's just a matter of, you know, being specific with your routine of this mm -hmm. is when I work and this is when I'm not working. And the other part is just to commit yourself, co commit future you on other projects or other things. So, you know, with yep. sports, for instance, <clears throat> uh, you're going to join a team of whatever sport and there's a practice and a game at two specific moments of the, the, the week. So ahead of time, you say, okay, I'm going to do that. And when comes the day, you might be like, oh, but I'm not done with the work. But now there's people waiting for me. Yeah. And if I don't show up, then they're kind of going to be screwed because, you know, they, they will miss one player and they, they're going to be beat up by the other team. So, all right, I'm, I'm going to go. Uh, if you play music, you know, uh, <clears throat> play with friends, get, get a band, set something once a, a week and like that. Okay, this time I'm going to, to do this. So, Commit future you to those projects. And when the times come, you might have the habit of, oh, no, but I need to finish the work. But you're committed now. <coughs> You've already committed. And there's other people that are relying on you to do this thing. So it's kind of forced you to, to do it. And eventually, one thing is leading uh, to another. All those commitments that you've taken are 
uh, within the schedule that you've made for for yourself, and then it becomes fair. It becomes easy. You don't have to think about it anymore. Like, oh, this is where I'm at. Oh, this is where I'm at. Okay, now I'm going to do this. And if you did a good planning job ahead of time, then you're going to have plenty of activity that are going to take your mind out of the art that you're developing or the the job that you have. Yeah, um, it's. Uh, I think that at the end of the day the key for, I, I, I used to do this in a very different way and, um, and it was too rigid. Like I was trying really hard to kind of put the reins on as far as like being a bit more controlled with where the time was spent. It just gets more, it, just, it gets much more complicated if you have a family. I can tell you that right now. But that being said, so like in other words, it, it, it's more complicated, but also less complicated in ways because then it's like, well, you just have a rule, like no working on the weekends, for instance, you know, or, you know, trying to not work on the weekends whenever possible and trying to be very, very faithful to that. Um, I think that that in a way, when you have this cute little human being running around and you have a family that you want to spend time with, it's sort of like that helps in a way. Uh, sometimes it's harder when you're just single and living on your own and like it's very easy to get lost in it. But that being said, when you're busy, it, you can still get sucked in. You know what I mean? And it can cause all kinds of other kinds of consequences that aren't just you hating your industry. Um, things can get ugly on the, on the home front. So, but when it comes to scheduling time to try to make it so that you at least spend time doing other things. I don't, I, I do something similar to what David said. It's like, okay, make sure you book yourself. And like, I like the idea of booking time with friends and family because then it's sort of like you're leveraging that don't be a dick factor, you know, like you don't want to be that guy who makes plans and then bails because, oh, because I'm busy or whatever. But also what I like to do is just allocate time in general to something that like, for instance, like just socializing slash playing games. The idea is you've scheduled time for that. You haven't made any specific plans, but you've given yourself pre-license to that. And then the idea is that all you need to do is spend some time in that very broad category, spending time that you dedicated to that and you'll feel good about it. I once saw, I, I recently saw some, some, some really great uh, speaker on this where it's like, that's a much better way to do it rather than being like, oh, you're going to do exactly this at this time. You're going to do exactly that at this time because all you're going to end up doing is failing all the time. And then you feel like, gar like garbage, but you know what you cannot fail at is just making sure you take at least some time during that window to doing the thing that kind of one of those things that you want to do. And you're gonna be like, Hey, at least I took the time to play a game tonight before I went to bed. You know what I mean? Like that is a win that you can then feel good about as opposed to putting yourself in a position where those wins are very hard to, 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 to score. Yep. Yep. You definitely need to, uh, I would say, especially in, in the, in the beginning, uh, there's, you definitely, in the beginning of your career, if you're in school, you definitely have more energy or you have more resistance to, you know, stress or getting tired or whatever you're, you're doing. But you do realize over time that you need to be just as you need to. Oh, I need to start to exercise a little bit more than I need to do. And I need to make sure that I have enough sleep and I need to make sure that I eat properly. <laughs> you're going to realize that, you know, you need to take care of the, the body and, and the mind. Yeah. And the best way to take care of the mind is to do a lot of different things Absolutely. that your mind likes to, to, to do. Because you you, we can all endure uh, stress and even a bit of anxiety, but it needs to be short peak and then relax. Mm. And then it, it cannot be sustained. Nope. Uh, for, for, it's, not, it's not going to end well. Nope. For sure. Sustained stress and anxiety is a sure, fast, direct route to burnout, 100%. 
Well, we're out of time. Um, thank you for everyone for persevering through the very strange stream that was tonight. Clearly, um, <laughs> we need to maybe install some bots on our channel to deal with some of the riffraff that decided to come and share their lovely words with us tonight. Um, the, well, just um, to say that since Tabitha showed yeah. up, it, it seemed that everything... I, I, don't know what did, her <laughs> I want to know, I'm going to ask her afterwards, like, were you deflecting all this stuff? Or was it just that like, as soon as the sheriff showed up, everyone's like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to just, I'll see myself out. <laughs> Maybe a bit of maybe a bit of both. We'll find out. So yeah, yeah it, thanks for for that. That happened. Yeah, happen. like Scott is saying, it might be the pumpkin seller that is angry about you. <laughs> it might be. It it really might be. It's like I've, you know, I just can't take it. You've you've you know, like you, you you're ruining my business. It's like no no no, you ruined your business, buddy. Sending me like that crap in the mail. Come on. Okay, well, thank you, David. As usual, thank you, chat. As usual, um, we'll see you on the next one. And I uh, believe the next one is actually tomorrow uh, afternoon, I believe. Right, Dan Ruth? Uh Yes, we have a conversation with tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Yes. So please do show up to that. Um, da David and I both, neither of us know him well at all. So it's going to be really cool because we're going to like literally get to know him along with everybody else at the same time. So I, I like streams like this because I have like literally like it's just going to be great because it's just going to be like getting to know a really cool person and just just talk a little bit about what makes him tick. And so that'll be fun. So come join us for that. Um, and otherwise, uh, we'll see you uh, next week if you can't make it to uh, tomorrow's uh, stream. Cheers, yeah. everybody. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode. We hope you got a lot out of it. Agora Community is a free resource for artists in the animation, visual effects, and gaming industries, providing daily educational material, free rigs, and assets. We also have a range of experts you can purchase affordable animation reviews from to help you level up your skills. You can check it all out at agora.community. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn for updates on upcoming conversations and free animation quick tips. So, until next time, stay tuned and stay animated.